3: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to us today. And I'm joined by Leonor Cravota. Hello, Leonor.
4: Hello, Scott.
3: So, uh, yeah, be sure to check out our YouTube uh, channel. Uh, you can go over to scottadamsshow.com. And it's right there on the um, main page. So um, Mitch McConnell seems to be <laughs> going back to... Uh, The status as usual, the GOP as usual, uh, where uh, he basically is referring to Biden as president elect, acknowledging uh, the inevitable, uh, which it's not inevitable, of course, uh, here at the Scott Adams Show. We are not in agreement with that. And we feel like Twitter ought to be uh, putting a disclaimer up every time somebody says president elect because... Joe Biden's not president-elect until January sixth, and at that point, all things are possible.
4: Exactly. All things are
3: possible, uh, but uh, on the same token, Mitch McConnell's covering his bases there too. So not only does Mitch McConnell refer to Biden as president-elect,
4: he congratulated him.
3: He congratulated him, and um, and then not only you know a long time ago, Lindsey Graham was fist pumping you know Kamala Harris who has yet to resign from the Senate. So, there's well, that. Well, she's
4: hedging, she's hedging her bets, but President Trump told Senate majority leader Mitch McConnell in a tweet that it was too soon to give up after the Kentucky Republican conceded that President elect Joe Biden won November's election. And Trump further went on to say Republican party must learn must finally learn to fight. People are angry, and that continues. People are really People angry. Are People, People are, are really upset about these results, with these voting machines, with these discrepancies, etc. You know, with these discrepancies, with these variations of process. People are not satisfied.
3: I want to read to you what Molly Hemingway said. We we like Molly Hemingway. We do. Uh, she said, "The media clearly want to memory hole their horrific behavior these last five years. They don't get it." Our corrupt media truly have no idea how reviled and loathed they are by the average Americans, who are deeply harmed by their fake stories and cartoonishly hostile coverage. It was absolute. Um, we've been through it. I mean, this has been a civil war uh, for for five years now. Um, you know, basically, at one point it was uh, Barack Hussein that was uh, shoving stuff that we didn't want never wanted down our throats and and we were being gaslighted and they were in control and they were in power and you know a lot of uh, people think that maybe uh this thing has been rigged for uh, longer than we could imagine uh and we're finding out now you know new information with this raid uh, down at solar winds uh in austin texas with the u.s marshals and the fbi and and the uh Uh, uh, Texas Rangers. Some people have been arguing that that could be the cover-up. It could be, you know, wherever the FBI goes, it's a cover-up. And so the FBI is down there maybe covering up the data just like they did for Hillary Clinton? Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, I uh, have a feeling that because the Texas Rangers are involved and because the U.S. Marshals are involved, I believe those groups... Uh, have a lot of love and support for Donald Trump and are going to probably keep the FBI in check. If it was just the FBI alone, I would probably be concerned and skeptical. Uh, But I think that the U.S. Marshals and the Texas Rangers are going to keep the FBI honest. But Mitch McConnell uh, came out and he he basically was making the argument that um, come January 6th, there should be no objections. Yeah. So not only did he congratulate Biden, he referred to Biden as president-elect, which is a lie because Biden is not president-elect. He couldn't be president-elect until they actually do a vote on January 6th. Then you're president-elect. And it very well could likely be Donald Trump as the president uh, uh, reelect. And that's, yeah. uh, that's how it breaks down. And we're going to get into that. In a little bit more detail uh, today, uh, as we did yesterday, we were one of the first, uh, you know, media groups to actually give the analysis that, uh, you know, of how this this whole thing works with Mo Brooks uh, objections. Ram Paul and Ron Johnson uh, promising to uh, object. Well, they didn't promise, but they talked about they were seriously considering of their, their objection to the results. And I think that what's going to happen is the results are going to be under a lot more scrutiny and question with the subpoenas that are going out all over the place with respect to uh, voting machines in Maricopa County and elsewhere. There's a lot of subpoenas going out to uh, confiscate these machines and seize them and take a look at them before they get doctored and rigged. So, you know, you have um, contests going on in Clark, where they have a 70% um, fail rate, 70% error rate in Clark, just like in uh, Ant- Antrim, Antrim uh, County in Michigan, where they found 68%, 68% um, uh, fail rate. Now, that's by design, folks. It's supposed to be 0.08%, 0.08% becomes 68 percent becomes 70 percent maricopa county is under an audit right now as we speak and we'll soon learn and we'll soon find out how bad the error rate was in maricopa i have a feeling that's going to be a high high rate too because of the uh, sharpie gate
4: yeah
3: and so you have this um you have this uh Guy from Dominion. I don't know if he's the CEO of Dominion, but he was lying through his teeth before the Michigan State Legislature yesterday. Yeah. And we're going to play some clips of that. It's kind of a good one because they get debunked uh, every step of the way. And there's a, this video is pretty well put together. Um, so we're going to listen to what he has to say because uh, everything he said was a lie. And... I imagine uh, live with penalty of perjury. We'll see what happens, but we're going to find out uh, a lot more also with solar winds. You know, I was thinking also that this uh, there are no coincidences. So it's very possible that solar winds, uh, ba- you know, and basically the um, raid on their headquarters uh, the other day may not be by coincidence it may be because they know that solar winds was the monitoring software smartmatic was the vote tabulation software mm-hmm. that uh, D- dominion was using but uh the monitoring software was what solar winds was that there were there were that component the monitoring component for dominion so uh, we're going to find out a lot more about what's going on there just by the the raid that's going on at the headquarters. So you got the CEO then in Michigan lying through his teeth um, and you have America extraordinarily upset and it seems like Mitch McConnell doesn't get it. But Mitch McConnell has a history of really kind of like being on the other side of the, the fence with Trump. Uh, he wanted to He wanted to invest in the Middle East. He wanted to stay in Afghanistan. He wanted to stay in Syria. And all along the way, um, President Trump has been pushing uh, Mitch McConnell. And Mitch McConnell uh, uh, was proven wrong because Trump's foreign policy about withdrawal of Syria, withdrawal of Afghanistan, proved to be um, good policies that have, have have had extraordinarily extraordinarily positive results, especially with respect to peace in the Middle East, de- dealing with Israel and some of the Arab states. So you can't argue with success there. And then the other part was Trump was pushing repeal and replace. Remember that. And Mitch McConnell thought, well, Trump's you know has unexpected, uh, unrealistic expectations. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, but you got to re- you got to think high. You got to you got to think big. So I was looking at this Twitter feed and also you got uh this guy named Steve Schmidt, who used to be the conservative with the McCain uh, campaign, uh who's a talking head pundit on MSNBC and he's their token GOP guy, right? Who yeah. hates Trump right. and he's part of the Lincoln Project, right? And that's, with that's friends what they like call that it. who
4: needs enemies.
3: That's what they call a GOP. Well he he's now coming out registered Democrat. So mm-hmm. the Lincoln Project uh, was supposed to be all these Republicans, right? No. No, they were never Republicans. They were always Democrats. So it's just... what It is what it is. Uh, but Mitch McConnell uh, was probably uh, the top of the news cycle there because he did what he did. You know, Biden was down campaigning in, in Georgia. He got 100 people to show up. There's <laughs> a guy that... Um, he was on C-SPAN, given something, and they, they had uh, just a couple of hundreds of C, uh, that were watching on C-SPAN. Uh, he goes down to rally for the senators in Georgia and gets about 100 people to show up, starts marbling his words again. He couldn't even speak in straight sentences, right? and they're like okay this guy got 81 million votes
4: Are well that's the thing i mean it's hard that makes it so hard to fathom and then if he is really the quote-unquote president-elect wouldn't you think even in a covid era and a holiday era he would be able to get more than 100 people yeah well i mean how, how is it that trump is able to fill up amphitheaters of people and and biden can't get a crowd at all
3: right absolutely and um yeah, I want you to listen to something that in the Matrix uh, actually um, they they've tweeted this is a, a really great clip from uh, Donald Trump and he was on Charlie Rose. It looks like it was a pretty f- long time ago, actually, probably in 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 the nineties, possibly about twenty years ago. This looks at least to be about twenty years old. With Charlie Rose, listen to this. This is uh, telling. As to what we're in store, what's in store for the patriots of America? I think Donald Trump's a fighter. I think we're going to see him fight to the end, never give up, and I think there's going to be uh, a lot of entertainment and fireworks uh,
1: coming down the pike. You see, I'm so loyal to people. Maybe I'm loyal to a fault, but I'm so loyal to people that when somebody slightly disloyal to me, I look upon it as a great act of
5: horror and how are you different than you were three or four years ago
1: well i used to say and in fact i think i said in my first book that and maybe this was foolish but i, I really meant it that someday i'd like to maybe lose everything for a period of time to see who's loyal and who's not loyal and i frankly i found out a lot of <laughs> did things you find out who's loyal, no, not I, loyal. Tell you what, and you can't guess it you can't predict it you think certain people would be loyal no matter what and it turns out that they're not, and you just you just can't protect us. It. Very difficult. And that would I think have I an, would have and, and, treated people differently. I think that you know some of the people that were most loyal to me are people that I didn't think would be. Some of the people that were least loyal to me are people uh, that gotta, I think I would have treated them differently. I think I would have treated different groups differently. I would have wiped the floor with the guys that weren't loyal, which I will now do, which is great. You know, I love getting even with people. But I will. I slow up. Wiped.
5: You love getting
1: even. Oh, with absolutely. You don't believe you don't believe in the idea. the eye, you do. No. I know you're well enough, I think we do. <laughs> but anyway, but But tell me, you mean you you're gonna get even with some people. Yeah, I, if, if given the opportunity, if given the opportunity, I will get even with some people who are disloyal to me. Come on, go. Even though you didn't endorse me.
4: He's not forgotten.
1: Never forget.
3: Never forget.
4: Well, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. And one could say that the period in which he experienced uh, various bankruptcies was a time period in which, while he didn't lose at all, he lost a lot. Mm -hmm. And that was a testing point. But, of course, as the president of the United States, and while we're not talking about money in this instance, we're talking about um, the constant challenge to his role and his legitimacy through the four years of the presidency. And now as we've been, what are we, about um, five weeks in since the election, You know, all of this time period could be perceived as, quote, unquote, losing it all as well. And yet he has still held held his ground. And this has been an opportunity to see who the loyalists are and who are the people that are, you know, that are ready to sell you down the river.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's true. and uh, you It's know, interesting
4: to go back and listen to what somebody said a long time ago, <clears throat> and it's particularly interesting when you're talking about such a high-profile person as our current president, Donald J. Trump.
3: Right. All right, so I wanted to take a listen to uh, the guy from Dominion, uh, Dominion CEO. After watching Dominion's CEO testimony to Michigan State Legislature's I decided to fact check the, his testimony, and this guy named Kyle Becker put this out. Really good tweeter. Um, there were just so many lies. Here's what I got so far. And he has a he has um he writes it on this video, and then there's like a, you'll hear a little X like eh, like that. So basically, everything this guy was saying got pooped, you know got basically rejected uh, on the fact check. So let's uh, go ahead and take a listen to this.
0: I take great pride in the limited role we play in elections, and we want to assure voters that they can have confidence in the accuracy and reliability of their voting
3: system. All right. So now there's some excerpts. So I'm going to pause. 68% error rate in Antrim, 70% error rate in Clark City, Nevada, where uh, Las Vegas is, uh, or Clark County, Nevada, I should say. And... um, and and then uh, Maricopa, we're about to re- reveal that's that information is going to be coming forth, and we're going to know that number. And I have a feeling that number is going to be high, uh, because again, because of the Sharpie gate. And again, um, these error rates are done on purpose, on purpose. And so these machines were made to be exploited, but they could claim that uh, you know, and they they used uh, key words too to. to uh, to uh, keep themselves safe from, from a, a total lie. Uh, and that, that's that been exposed, too. We're going to talk about that in a second. But um, we're going to continue with the, the lies of the Dominion CEO.
0: Dominion has recently been thrust into the national spotlight as part of a dangerous and reckless disinformation campaign.
3: Dominion is waging a disinformation campaign while accusing others of it
0: aimed at sowing doubt and confusion over the 2020 presidential election.
3: A lot of... So Dominion's voting machine sowed doubt and confusion in the 2020 election. Things
0: have been said about Dominion systems, and I'm going to address as many of them as I...
3: By the way, did you hear him say a boat? That's Canadian.
4: Oh, <laughs> yeah. a boat. Oh, yeah. I was wondering what boat. you were
3: saying. He says about uh, love- just like a can- Canadian. I imagine he's Canadian.
0: I can as well as answer your specific questions.
3: But the most important
0: thing to understand about Dominion is this, we do not run elections. Our role is limited to providing a local election offices with the machines they need to run elections.
3: So Dominion provided tech support to Georgia poll workers uh, via server on election night. They also had people on staff mm-hmm. at, on present, and they were they were working hard and busy. Uh, let's not forget too that they had testing centers uh, days before the election to test these machines. And while they were testing, they were printing out tons of ballots. This is this happened in Georgia, where uh, people testified that. Um, These ballots were being created, stuffed in bags, Mm -hmm. and they were not being destroyed. And so they could have been then brought in as bags used, like in that video where Mm -hmm. they were pulling bags out Mm -hmm. from underneath a table that they don't even know really how they got there. Um, And no one seems to have seen that video, the video that put them there. But um, let's continue.
0: (laughs) After election officials have determined who is eligible to vote, we provide the machinery for voters to mark their ballot and for election officials to accurately tally those ballots. Election officials report those tallies publicly and store the original paper ballots securely.
3: Okay, Georgia officials lost numerous batches of ballots. Michigan is destroying logs and poll books. So no, nothing is secure. Nothing is valid. Nothing is verified. Nothing Those
0: ballots are preserved
3: been tested by the, the other party. So that
0: election officials can double check from the tallies in our machines at any time.
3: Again, it takes a court order to get a forensic audit. Only s- select counties are being audited.
0: All the tabulator does is count the votes from the paper ballots that have been created and securely cast by the voters. The number reported by the machine can always be compared to a hand count of those original paper ballots.
3: Coffee County election worker demonstrated blank ballot counting, double counting, plus.
0: People can speculate about votes being switched or secret algorithms or glitches. But if any of that were true, the paper ballots wouldn't match the machine count.
3: But you cannot track mail-in ballots to the identities of voters who cast them. So, They're very
0: serious about providing our customers, state and local governments, machines that accurately count ballots, and at the end of the day, the counts from our machines match the physical ballots that are stored.
3: If we need to hand count all ballots to know, why have voting machines at all? Those people making baseless claims surely know that they are lies. But many says the dominion ceo who is setting the world record for lies in one sitting
0: honest americans see them proliferated on social media and they believe them these lies have consequences the largest threat however has been on the assault on the confidence in america's democratic process
3: it is so that doesn't sound like to me a ceo that uh, i could take serious uh, for him to be talking like that it seems like he has He's an activist with an agenda. Mm -hmm. That's what he sounds like to me. He sounds to me like John Brennan. He sounds to me like Deep State. He doesn't sound to me like um, he is taking responsibility for anything. Right. I mean, these machines obviously had tons of problems.
4: Well, and again, you're not fulfilling the basic service, which was you're supposed to be doing accurate recording of each individual's vote. So, you know, to your point, um, it's not supposed to be about your personal agenda. It's supposed to be about the machine working properly.
3: That's right. Yeah. So this guy, the reactionary imperative, uh, writes this. He says uh, they already. uh, Let's see. He says. Why the, legislatures, why the legislatures in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Nevada all confirming alternate Trump electors today is important. And this you wrote the other day. Um, if January 6th at least one congressman, Mo Brooks, and one senator, Rand Paul, contest, contest the legitimacy of one set of electors, um, the VP can reject the set. He doesn't have to verify the alternate set, but he can. If he doesn't, he can send the decision to Congress where one state equals one vote. Trump win. Senate decides the VP. And, you know, here's the thing. Remember, Al Gore uh, was the vice president yes. during his own contested uh, dual set of ballots coming from Florida. Correct. So Florida, they had two sets yeah. of, of um, electors, yeah. and, uh, and uh, Gore oversaw that. right. So we're going to take a listen to um, m- this guy from Michigan. His name's Matt Seely, and he has a really great uh, presentation, uh, basically the way this um, reads. Michigan's Matt Seeley explained how President Trump has several paths. To victory never count Donald Trump out. So let's take a listen to Donald Trump's several paths to victory uh, as there is talked about by uh, Michiganer
5: Matt Seely. First one is is that yesterday in several states the electors that were selected in the House of Representatives of their pers- respective states, basically were um, given ballots and they voted for the Electoral College and selected Joe Biden. But in many of these cases, they allowed the Republican electors to vote as well as alternate electors. In 2000, during the Bush-Gore dispute over the presidency, Florida allowed both sets of uh, electors to cast ballots. That way, if there was a judicial decision down the road, then they could seat those electors for the opposite party and that president would be elected uh, and allowed to use those electoral votes. So it seems a little bit confusing, but but it's more of a formality uh, than it is anything. Um, what's gonna happen is on January 6th, all of the electoral votes that were cast yesterday will be pulled out of sealed envelopes and they will be given to um Uh, Mike Pence, and Mike Pence, as president of the uh, Senate, will oversee a joint session of Congress, which will be the House of Representatives and the Senate. At that time, as each state's delegation uh, vote is called in the Electoral College, if someone from that state, or even from another state for that matter, um, files uh, basically a um, objection, Uh, to that state's electors and is able to state uh, valid grounds as to why that state's electors should not be seated, then um, what happens is is it's noted and when it happens a second time, either by a senator or a member of the House of Representatives, then both chambers are forced to go into a closed session where they try to come up with an agreement or an arrangement for the electors in those disputed states. If, however, they don't come up with any type of a resolution, then when the session is opened back up, the Senate will vote and in the event of a tie, uh, Vice President Mike Pence as president of the Senate would break that tie. And then as far as the House of Representatives are concerned, this is where it gets interesting. Each state is allowed one vote per delegation. So the delegation is typically representative of the um, legislature of that state. So Michigan's delegation is a Republican delegation because our legislature is Republican. Well, it just so happens that right now, 30 states have Republican delegations. So if they all are given one vote, the vote in the House could be 30 to 20, and the Senate with Mike Pence as the tiebreaker, and with the Republicans maybe just being in a, a tie in the Senate um, at that point in time would, would um, be a Republican vote from the Senate, which means President Trump would win the election. That's one scenario. Second scenario is, is that if the Trump campaign has the opportunity to go before the U.S. Supreme Court and can give um, proof that the Biden campaign and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were complicit in cheating in the election, Uh, and that they were aware of voter fraud or tampering with the Dominion software that the Supreme Court has the ability to basically disqualify them in the race and the president would not be seated uh, for a second term by the Electoral College, but rather as a default candidate because the um, other candidate basically was disqualified for... um, uh, voter fraud or tampering with the vote. So um, those are two possible paths. Uh, right now we have litigation going on in Pennsylvania. If the Supreme Court hears that case, which is a pretty cut and dry argument about Article 2 of the Constitution, the um, legislature and the governor and the state of uh, Pennsylvania went around the state's constitution and changed election law which was illegal, which means that the mail-in vote was basically illegal. And if that's the case, um, it may turn out that the vote uh, gets redistributed um, after the mail-in vote is removed. And at that point, uh, President Trump would win Pennsylvania, which would give him an additional 20 electoral votes. Also, uh, yesterday in Wisconsin, uh, their Supreme Court ruled that there were 200,000 ballots that were cast illegally, and they need to be separated from that state's vote. How that process is going to unfold, I'm not sure yet, but if that's the case, Wisconsin will go for the president, and there's 10 more electoral votes. Um, and then last, in Nevada and Arizona and in Georgia and Michigan, where there's litigation going on, if any one of those combinations were to um, change, the president would then have enough electoral votes to win the Electoral College, and because those states did what they did yesterday and seated or, or allowed an alternate um, group of electors to cast ballots, then those votes would be transferred to those electors, and they would be allowed to go before the joint session of Congress on January 6th, and the president once again would be elected. So There are a lot of paths to victory here. Uh, He's at 232 electoral votes with Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. That's 30, so now he's at 262. If you add Arizona to it, which is 10, he would win at 272 votes. So there's a lot of different uh, irons in the fire, so to speak. There's a lot of moving parts right now, not to mention independent lawsuits with Cindy Powell and uh, Lynn Wood and it's really just difficult to say how this is gonna play out. The last thing is, is that many of you are aware of the fact that the president signed an executive order that basically said that if there was uh, proof presented to him by Homeland Security uh, and the National Intelligence Service that the um, foreign interference with our election had taken place, that the president had 45 days from the election To basically get that report and then make the decision within that executive order to invoke the insurrection act now the insurrection act is basically a part of martial law it doesn't put us into full martial law it basically allows the president to restore order in cases of insurrection so in this case if china for example and germany and other countries that impacted this election with their tampering with the Dominion software and maybe uh, printing and providing illegal ballots uh, for voter fraud. If that can be proven in court um, uh, later on, as a result of the president uh, invoking the Insurrection Act, he can typically uh, go in and in those states in question, bring in the military, and do a full forensic audit of the ballots that were cast in that state. Um, He can then also call for a new vote in that state that would be monitored and run by the military. Um, There are a lot of options if he basically invokes the Insurrection Act. Abraham Lincoln invoked it during the Civil War and uh, it gives the president sweeping power. He actually has the ability to arrest and imprison people for up to 20 years. Uh, During the Civil War, Lincoln took two state governors and imprisoned them for four years each because they were trying to interfere with the um, end of the war. Uh, There were many people that were considered to be um, uh, terrorists in their acts, and they were arrested and imprisoned. Uh, as a result of the president invoking the Insurrection Act. It's been used several times in our country's history, and if President Trump chooses to do that, um, he could easily go down to Georgia and Nevada and other states where there was massive fraud, that the only way we're going to be able to prove is by getting our hands on those voting machines and doing a forensic audit of the software, as well as a forensic audit of the actual ballots themselves. Um, Michigan, for example, from where I'm from, Wayne County and Macomb County and Oakland County, the three large counties in the state, if there was a forensic audit performed there, we may find that just like in Antrim County, where 68% of the vote was basically uh, tampered with, um, due to a um, program uh, that was uh, sent to those voting machines as an update, just days before the um, election and then later on was uninstalled from those machines but the forensic experts were able to detect all of those changes and prove it in court um, so basically we have a county in Michigan that can't be certified but yet our Secretary of State uh, insisted on continuing with the certification of our vote and not doing a forensic audit of all the other counties the president Uh, invokes the Insurrection Act. He can literally have the military come in and seize those machines and those ballots and go through and just validate whether or not the election was um, legitimate or not. So there are many, many different uh, moving parts in this. There are many ways for the president to um, get to victory. I know a lot of people are really discouraged right now. Yesterday was like a very demoralizing thing to see the electoral vote take place. It's a procedural thing that's required by the Constitution. It's part of election law. It needed to take place yesterday, according to the U.S. Constitution. And the fact that all of those states, in that I think it's seven, uh, were able to seat alternate electors shows that there are many states and many legislatures that believe that this is not over and that this needs to be looked at more closely. So we'll see how the supreme court rules on pennsylvania we'll see how those 200,000 votes in wisconsin get re- um, removed from the uh, actual total vote um it looks like he's going to win those two states and if that's the case as i say that's 30 more electoral votes which puts him to 262 he's literally eight votes away from the presidency which could happen with you know arizona uh, michigan georgia um so you know nevada is still in play even though it's only six so there are a lot of um a lot of uh options in court and a lot of options legislatively so i think the best thing that we can all do is take a deep breath pray for the president pray for the president's legal team that they're able to do the right thing uh that they are able to present sound arguments uh the other day when the state of texas's argument was um, basically turned away by the Supreme Court. It wasn't because the merits of the of the lawsuit uh, weren't valid. Uh, there was a original vote of six to three to hear the case because they felt that it was a valid constitutional argument and it's the same argument that's going on in the state of Pennsylvania. The reason that it was removed is because the argument was basically from the state of Texas that uh, Under the 14th Amendment, we are all entitled to equal protection under the law. And because these four states where their governors acted unilaterally, went around their legislature, and created election rules that were not legal, that it changed the electoral vote total and therefore disenfranchised all of the voters in the state of Texas. Well, 20 other states got onto that suit. But unfortunately, the Supreme Court said from a technical standpoint that one state has no standing and how another state conducts an election, even if it's illegal. So really what they need to do is refile the suit with uh, plaintiffs who have standing, which would be large groups of uh, voters in in those four states. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, In the meantime, enjoy your uh, Christmas and your Hanukkah. Uh, Stay safe and know that the president is fighting. Never count Donald Trump out ever uh he always manages in the 11th hour to come through with a victory and i don't anticipate uh any different this time please keep hope keep praying for the president and his legal team god bless you and god bless the united states of america and again merry christmas
3: all right so that was matt Seely. he is a michigan state legislature guy and uh fighting for the president. He's one of the great patriots in America. And, you know, several things he said. um, You know, I definitely think that Texas had standing because they were victimized by the fraud of others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like as if somebody, um, you know, uh, decides to, uh, you know, set fires all over Florida and somehow, uh, you know, your taxes go up as a result of all the expense and uh, putting out these fires uh, that an arson created the yeah. arson needs to be liable for that. Um, you know and just like you know the um, uh, other situation the scenario I, I often give and I even tweeted it out today I've given this to our audience three times um, that is you know that the marathon race. so you're running a marathon and you're up by uh, four minutes. You're leading by 4 minutes strong. You're running a 6 minute pace. And all of a sudden, you know, you can't see the person behind you are 4 minutes uh, ahead. And some someone way back, 4 minutes back, s- cuts through the park, shaves a mile off of their race, and comes out and you you're approaching the uh, finish line and you find out that you finished second. And the person that finished first finished 2 minutes ago. Yeah. Now You say, well, two weeks later, all of a sudden there's a video that surfaces that this runner that you thought was behind you somehow got ahead of you. This runner cut through the park, shaved a mile off of the race, which saved that person six minutes. That means that you would have won by four minutes. You would have won by four. They only said they won by two. So you would have won in a landslide. And that really is akin to what happened here. Trump was leading. He was ahead. He had all the crowd cheering for him. And he approaches the finish line. He finds out, I've been duped. Yeah. And they find a video that surfaces. Smoking gun evidence. Yeah. And next thing you know, you, you can test it. Now, if you're that runner that got victimized by a cheater cutting through the park... When you know you would have won, you trained all year for this race, uh, guess what? You don't give up. You don't give up ever. And uh, you fight on. And what, what is right is that you are the person who won, and therefore you should get the trophy. You know, you should, yeah. you should win. And not only that, I think that what's at stake today is even more so. Because we know that there's been blanket voter fraud across the country. And in fact, there's a really great article over at creativedestructionmedia.com, CD Media. It says Obama and Pelosi didn't win elections in the last decade. It was Dominion. So this has been going on for quite some time. The Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi assured the American public in 2018 the Democrats would win in the general election and take the House of Representatives. She knew ahead of time this was, would be true, of course. You see, the Democrats have had Dominion for some time now. They knew the fix was going to be in. They knew the fix was in. The software and Dominion voting systems devices has its roots in Venezuela, according to recent reports. It was there that Hugo Chavez developed the technology to take power and install socialist rule in the country. This capability has been exported ex- exported elsewhere and is in twenty eight of our United States uh for election use. Remember, um it was Barack Hussein that went down and hung out with Hugo Chavez uh and he, he had meetings with Chavez, he had meetings with um also the um the Cuban um dictators yeah Uh, castros
4: castros yes the castro brothers, Uh, and he
3: he, he forged great relationships not only with the castros but um i remember uh was when he met with hugo chavez that chavez um had a book and they were he had written a book and he was offering um president uh, or then president obama the the book and um they were chumming it up i remember how friendly they were and i I just wonder if that meeting wasn't set up for what was that meeting set up for? I, I believe that meeting was probably set up to go over election machines and how it's done. Yeah You know, you can't have these conversations out in the open or where things could be wiretapped, so you have these conversations in person, just like you know, when the deep state was deathly afraid of President Donald Trump going to uh, Helsinki on July 16th, 2018. When he went over there and he met with Putin for the first time, they were nervous. You could see the media. you You could see the Mueller report coming out with 12 or 13 bogus indictments of Russian officials that never saw the server. They claimed that they hacked into the DNC server and that they meddled in our elections. And that was four days before... Trump met with Putin in Helsinki. And then they wanted to actually question the interpreter, who was the only person in the room. And it was at that time they were talking about Dan Coates and the intel community and whether or not they questioned him. Remember Putin gave the, uh, Trump the soccer ball yeah. with the chip in it? Yeah. Uh, this was one of these special soccer balls that actually yeah. has an electronic chip yep. in it to... to to give you the trajectory of the ball or whatever but um yeah they were afraid because these meetings one-on-one in a secure room like that uh can spell big trouble for the deep state
4: well speaking of big trouble for the deep state and the intel community well we've got the situation now with eric Swalwell, 17 17- swall swal. how do you say it Swalwell. Swalwell. So this is why or Jesse sw- Waters Swalwell doesn't well. like to say Swalwell. Yeah. <laughs> but in any event, you have 17 GOP members who have signed, uh, I guess, some type of petition for Nancy Pelosi to remove Eric Swalwell from the Intel committee. He should be in. He should mal. be removed from the the House to begin with, what and he should take, be in prison.
3: What does it take to get a dose of treason around here? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I we've I mean, had this.
4: We've, you know, we've had this woman uh, Christine Fang or Fang Fang, Fang 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 Fang. all over the news. Okay, let's not well,
3: to be confused with Yang Yang. Yang, <laughs> <laughs> Confucius say.
4: Confucius say, who gets to play Fang Fang on Saturday Night Live? I mean, but no, but but seriously, oh, it's probably
3: that Asian guy.
4: That Asian guy is going to play the Asian woman.
3: Yeah, well, Kate McKenna plays. Uh, That's
4: true. She well, she's fantastic. She plays everybody. But uh, but what I was going to say is, is you've got this situation, and the left stream media do not want to talk about it. There, for the past four years, they've been accusing Donald Trump of collusion with the Russians. But here we have a U.S. congressman who ha- was infiltrated by a Chinese spy. Nobody's saying anything about it. Nobody's saying anything about Diane Feinstein's driver slash spy also in California, like Swalwell. You know, when are we going to talk about these issues? When are these people going to be thrown out of their positions?
3: Right, absolutely. So here, we got every election over the last decade is now su- in suspect. Yeah. Uh I think it's sus- you know, you have to question every election over the last decade. No conservative representative from California in Congress, give me a break. Wonder why? Because of the- they used Dominion uh and ensured this outcome. Months ago when Pelosi was asked about removing Trump from office, she remarked, "We have some surprises for him." Now we know What the surprises were A rigged election Chavista style Stacey Abrams right now Is saying the same thing About the runoff in Georgia On January 5th They don't even hide it anymore Do they? They just know that They're going to rig the system And they're going to be in power so, So what? Screw you, right? Stacey Abrams Uh, is running the show down there. Perhaps it's it's why turncoat Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger won't release information on new mail-in ballot requests, won't authorize a statewide signature verification recount of the November 3rd race, and one of the Dominion machines wiped. They will steal the Senate in Georgia unless treasonous GOP leadership is forced to hold a free and fair election. As of now, this is not the case. So uh, we're going to go ahead and take uh, a call. Um, wow, it's a different caller this time. Okay, so uh, I think this is uh, John, actually. Uh, John, you're, you're on the air.
2: Hi, Scott Leonora. Hi, good morning. Uh. Scott Leonora, And good morning. Good
3: morning. Good
2: morning. Uh, well, first, Scott, you're really getting a lot of mileage out of that Rosie Ruiz Boston Marathon 1980 analogy there i've heard that uh analogy that about the race that was rosie ruiz 1980
3: as a matter of fact uh, that's, you know, that's that's exactly, exactly what, what was going through my mind but i didn't know the names it was, it was a distant memory but yeah, that's rosie where i got ruiz. that uh, par- yeah. parable there yes yeah
2: she recently passed away i think yeah, so. well it's
3: uh, worth mentioning isn't anyway, it because uh, i think it's a perfect metaphor don't you don't you agree
2: yeah, I, I agree. Look, it's, it's, it's perfect. And you, might, you need to hammer it sometimes, you know, just to get it across. Those so people remember it. Um, truthfully. Um, and, uh, well, you know, regarding Obama, the short answer is he was a communist. And he was a communist sympathizer. If you, everything about him, you know, that, this is kind of old ground. But that's why he met with Castro. That's why he met with uh, Chavez. Those were the avatars, uh, the leaders of the uh, communist movement in, uh, in South America, and uh, Latin America in uh, the late 90s and the early 2000s. That's why he met with him, because that's who he is. Um, that's why if you read who he talked about reading when he was in college, he mentions Franz Fanon, who was an uh, Algerian communist. that That's what he is. He is what he is what he is. Uh, but regarding uh, the election and the gentleman's uh, video that you just um, played, first of all, thank you for playing it. I appreciate guys like that sort of laying off a path. One thing I'd say, don't count on the court. The court doesn't have the cojones to overturn any election. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do it. So I think we've seen that with the Texas case. That's a pipe dream. They're not going to do it. You have Maybe after the election, they'll rule Pennsylvania's actions flat out uh, unconstitutional, which they were. Uh, and that's been disappointing. That, that was the case they should have taken. That was an obvious case where they usurped power. That is, the governor usurped power as well as, I believe, the secretary of state. They usurped it from the legislature. That's a clear I violation. I agree. That's, That's the, the case that they should have taken.
3: taken. I agree with you.
2: Um, but, but here's one explanation I haven't heard, guys, and then you tell me. I still haven't heard why all these states stopped counting for several hours at about the same time. And I know I've heard this asked a few places, but I just haven't heard an answer anywhere. Well, no. Sydney, uh, Sydney, Sydney Powell. Si- s- Sydney, why, Sydney why Powell.
3: Sidney Powell has addressed that several times. And that is because their algorithms that they put into place, like, say, 1.25 for Biden, 2.75 for Trump, was already, I think, in it. place. They were using fractional, fractional numbers, not integers. And so what happened was that was their algorithms uh, were getting beat, uh, were based on expectations. And Trump's turnout was higher than expect, expected. And and there was a problem with this because they didn't have enough registered voters At say in Wisconsin, they were at a 90% turnout rate already, and they were still losing. So it was a real problem for them. So they had to do all kinds of different things in terms of bringing ballots in and replacing them with, you know, maybe taking off Trump ballots and putting in Biden ballots. But uh, the reason why they stopped the count was because some of the media outlets who were Hardwired into these systems, we're getting real time time data. We're going to end up calling the race for Trump, and it would have been a tougher explanation. So they stopped the count, tried to figure out what they needed, and then they trucked it in, and they uh, stuffed the stuffed the ballots. So that's what Sidney well, Powell said to that question. Well, okay, and there was where, a spike in four different okay, states. That goes in the proof. In Wisconsin, Georgia, and Michigan, and in Pennsylvania, when they stopped the count, then there was a spike, and that's where you got that little F curve, you know, where the blue and the red lines, and the next thing you know, a spike with the blue line, and it became like an F. Yeah. You've seen that.
2: Well, then where? What? what about, okay, so why aren't they auditing machines in Wisconsin? I haven't heard about that yet. And that maybe it, there's no audit trail to be found. Maybe, I don't know, but if that's the case, wouldn't that be, well? R- why hasn't there been, or has there been yeah. an audit of... Wisconsin is in a
3: good case, in you know, that's pre- County County. that Supreme Court ruling where the, uh, the uh, indefinitely confined, 215,000 voters said they were indefinitely confined, and they didn't have to show any ID. That's going to be under audit right there, and that's going to be the game changer for Wisconsin. So you're not going to need the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court already ruled that you're not protected uh, with a pandemic to say you're definitely confined and you can get an absentee ballot that way and not show an ID. So I guarantee you, you're going to find that about 100,000 of those want the Biden uh, that shouldn't have. And the the disparity between the two candidates in that race is 20,000.
2: Right, but what what about the machines? they audited those machines there in Wisconsin? At mm-hmm. least some of those machines, like they have in Michigan, and if they that's did the an case, audit in two counties, some of that would
3: show up there. No, they already did two audits in two different counties, and they didn't find anything. But they were more like recounts. They didn't do the kind of forensic auditing uh, where you're auditing ah. the machines with the uh, company out of Texas that was auditing Antrim, Michigan. They they have yet to do that. They're doing that uh-huh. in Clark. They did it in. Um, they're doing it in Maricopa. They need to do it in Wisconsin. I think in Milwaukee. You're right. But we're at the end of Thanks. our. We right. have, we're at the end of our show. But thank you for calling in today.
2: Thanks, guys. All right, nice Thanks, take care. John. Have a great
3: one. Bye. All right, and uh, you know it's kind of interesting. We had another caller called in, then hung up, and then called in. But we'll get them next time. Uh, you're listening to The Scott Adams Show We want to thank everybody for tuning in today Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com And my name is Scott Adams My
4: name is Leonora Corvetta.
3: We'll see you next time on the radio Bye-bye now
2: I'm from a small town in Tennessee A long way from the suits in D.C. But close enough now to see this mess
0: understand we'll the mound's getting steeper They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there